0: It's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors LLC at Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI, News Talk 790, 965 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com.
1: Well, good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning Live. My name is Becky Taylor, or I am Becky, hashtag I am Becky. You can find me on Facebook. I'm streaming live on Facebook for my friends out in Facebook land and also here in the studio. And I am so blessed, and I hope that today will do indeed what that prior announcer said, that today will inform you and especially inspire you. As you well know that um, when I said yes to taking on this this um volunteer work of being on this on the radio show once a month it was because i wanted to bring you hope and at the time i was screaming hold the line do not comply and i was very loud about that because i had a strong conviction about all that had been taking place and and actually is still taking place as things are actually unfolding right now, right before our eyes. It's like a it's like a live, color-filled movie that we all never wanted to happen or never wanted to see. But it's there right in front of our eyes right now. But here I was, hold the line, don't comply, <laughs> be brave, and all those things. And here we are today. And I am absolutely blessed to be in the studio today with just an amazing couple that, that I'm growing to know more a little bit each time I get to spend some time with them or walk into their their now coffee shop. And they their story has inspired so many. And I've brought them in here both uh streaming on Facebook and, and um in the studio because I want you to hear their story. And here's why is because what has happened over the last three years has been Devastating to too many lives, and you that have listened to me over the last year, um, and month after month, and uh, has have heard these stories that are um, are heartbreaking. They're heart wrenching. They're they're angering, and this one is very much like that as well. So for those of you that maybe have had someone in your life that you love, or maybe yourself that you can relate that your life has pretty much been shattered and you've had to go around and pick up all the pieces and figure out what your future is going to go like, you're going to relate to Justin and Cootsie Jobs' story today. And I am just so, so blessed to have them um, in here with me to share with you. So if you're on Facebook, be sure and share this out because there's going to be somebody that maybe needs to hear that. um, You know, one thing about... The, the God that we serve, and I know we in this studio today with Cootsie uh, with, with, uh, and Justin, what would they, where would they be without their faith in God and knowing that he always has a plan, even though if the plan A, which we think our plan is plan A, you know, we live our lives as if, here we go, this is it, this is the gr- greatest life. Then all of a sudden, what the heck happened to my plan A? Well, guess what? God doesn't have plan B's. I believe every plan that he has for our lives is Plan A, and it didn't promise it would be easy, right, guys? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so Justin, um, he, let me give—I'll give a tiny little bit of a backstory, and then he's gonna—he's gonna, he's gonna kind of unpackage it. But Justin um, was a firefighter for nineteen years in the same station, firefighter EMT in the same station right when this came down and, and Justin right when this was happening and you 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 guys have lived in Whatcom County right this whole time pretty much your whole life you to Europe
2: yeah five generations
1: okay so yeah they're they're like like myself they've lived here local but that's quite a commute to have to drive down to Bellevue all the time as a as a firefighter but you did it for 19 years faithfully serving this fire department and then what happened Justin
3: well uh october 18th 2021 i was not allowed to continue serving as a firefighter for the city of bellevue because i did not take the uh, covid vaccine so uh, effective that day they told me i wasn't able to come into work anymore and work as a firefighter
1: that was a that was a that was a big anchor drop at that time so back up a little bit just before that because wasn't bellevue the hotbed i mean wasn't it ground zero? Talk about what you had already been going on runs, and you've been helping and and he, people that were were um, being diagnosed with COVID, right? So talk go prior because here you are, all of a sudden you've been serving these people and you know driving to their homes, and so talk about that a little bit.
3: So the first case in the United States was in Kirkland at the Life Care Center. Uh, We know we have friends who were on that call. One of our close friends who lost his job with Redmond was in charge of that call. Um, So that was a little bit scary to have something hit so close to home. You know, back then we didn't know what we were dealing with. Um, As time went on, we were all doing what we could, wearing our proper PPE, making sure we were protected. And um, one of my big concerns is that they started, if we got exposed to a potential COVID patient, we were put on quarantine for two weeks away from, we couldn't work, and we were supposed to, to stay by ourselves. So That was a huge concern for me. I have five children at home that we homeschool and my wife has rheumatoid arthritis. And I just thought, I can't be away from my family for two weeks at a time and let her take that on. So um, it, was a little, it was a little bit scary, unnerving, but uh, fortunately I never had an exposure that I was required to be quarantined for. I was always wearing my proper gear. And um, so we got through that time and then uh, served for over a year with the through, you know, going on COVID calls and stuff. And uh, then uh, I think it was August 1st, Governor Inslee dropped the big bombshell that uh, everybody had to be uh, vaccinated. And it took me about three weeks before I realized, oh, no, I am one of those everybody's that has to be vaccinated by October 18th. And I had made a decision a long time ago that I was not going to take this uh, vaccine or medicine that they were offering. So it was, um, my decision was made long before my job was on the line.
1: So Cootsie, talk about um, a, a minute, you know, because you're going through this with him and you're seeing this whole thing roll out. What are What are you going through during these times? Now, he's Even about him having to get dressed up. I mean, at at the beginning, I remember the first couple weeks, we were all kind of gasping, going, what's going to happen? My husband owned a brick-and-mortar mechanic shop at the time, and nobody was coming into the shop. Everybody was afraid to leave their houses, and there was just a... Fear was the biggest monger at that time. So, what were you going through in these early days? So, you know, it's kind of good to lay this foundation because you guys can relate to this, right? You guys were there on that, it, it, whether on the radio or on Facebook, you were there too, and everybody kind of froze. Like, is this real? Is this what? Mm-hmm. To, to give a little insight of what you were going through mm-hmm. at the time.
2: Well, we were the same as everyone else. You know, we were we were frightened, and my husband was on the front lines, and I didn't know if he went to work every shift, if he was risking his life. um, I mean, he regularly risked his life every time he went to work. But was this a bigger risk? And of course, you know, those first couple weeks, I'm, I'm really into natural health. And so I was ordering supplements and everything and doing as much research as I could. And how can we protect our kids? And uh, with my illness too, I'm I'm on immune suppressant medication, and so this it was a major concern at the beginning. We didn't know what we were dealing with, and pretty soon though, Justin and I watched an interview with a couple of doctors, and a lot of people out there maybe saw the same interview. And uh, maybe two months into everything, and as we listened to them, we realized wait a second, I don't think that this is as scary as it's being made out to be. And uh, yeah, as Justin said, we, we decided a long time before his job was on the line that we weren't going to take this medication. And uh, it was like all of a sudden the wool was kind of pulled from our eyes that it wasn't what it was being made out to be. And there's more to this story. We're going to go on a break right now,
1: and we will talk a lot more when we get back.
0: Hello? Summer? Gee, you sound so far away. Oh, you're right. Now is the time to plan for AC. With Barron's preseason Air Conditioning Special, you can skip the line and save big, like $4,000 big. We've stocked up and there's no better time to upgrade your whole home comfort system. Special discounts apply to anything that cools, including air conditioning, ductless and electric heat pumps. With energy savings you'll enjoy for years. Barron's home performance experts look beyond the box, finding you affordable ways to improve the comfort, health, and energy efficiency of your home. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Call Barron now while supplies last and save up to $4,000 when you upgrade your heating and cooling system with qualifying rebates, incentives, and a Silver Shield membership. We've secured low-interest financing so everyone gets cooling. See you soon, Summer. Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives.
3: This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the upside.
0: The Rotary Club of Bellingham's annual bell ringing event for the Salvation Army was a great success. This past December, the Rotary Club of Bellingham and guests, even Rotarians from other clubs and former Rotarians, spent time in front of area Hagen stores ringing bells, caroling, and playing instruments and getting shoppers to fill the kettles. A surprise anonymous matching donor also joined in the fun essentially doubling the Rotary Club's efforts. The Rotary Club of Bellingham Foundation has been contributing to the Bellingham community since 1917, and they're always looking for new members. If you'd like to learn more, go to bellinghamrotary.org.
1: The Upside is brought to you from a grant provided by Bayside Coin & Jewelry. They are the largest buyer and seller of gold and silver in the Northwest. Bayside Coin & Jewelry in the Iowa Business Park.
3: If you have good news to report, email it to us at the Upside at cascaderadiogroup.com.
2: The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily
0: those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
1: Welcome back, and we are back in the studio again with Kootsie and Justin Jobs. And so where we left off was, was... they weren't buying it. They saw, and you know, they're my people. <laughs> I was like one of the early comers too. I mean, I always say you're my people, and all of you guys out here on Facebook, you know who you you know who you are too, um, and even those of you listening are like you're my people because early on we weren't buying it. I started calling it the plandemic very very early on, and um, you know, I just think it's also part of of have having a faith in something greater than you know than yourself, and I just feel like that uh, my faith in God had just really alerted me. I had something going on inside my spirit, going, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, don't have it, don't do it, and that's when I started yelling about it, and I got in trouble. I lost family member, um, still have because of because of my stance that we were not going to comply. And anyway, so you guys all know you know a little bit of that story, and. Facebook lost me <laughs> you they decided to cut me off because of it, but anyway, you guys weren't having it, so here you are now um nineteen years and and then it's all of a sudden you you get a phone call from your chief,
3: yep, yeah, I got a phone call on the evening that i uh of the eighteenth I think it was don't come to work tomorrow. it was very um uh, I don't know not it seemed like it would be a little more nicer of a call, but it was basically just don't come to work. So,
1: so Justin, you know, give us a little insight. I mean, gosh, that just, that just pierces. I mean, it brings water to my eyes. I mean, I just want to, I, I want to get mad. I want to get angry. How, how must of that made you feel? Because you guys, this is about a person's life, right? You know, this is about somebody whose life has now been completely affected. First of all, Justin, what did, what was your first initial like, whoa, you know what was going on inside.
3: Yeah, well, we knew that was coming. Uh, we knew that they weren't bluffing anymore, um, but we were we were trusting in the Lord to work things out. Um, we started we we started working. You know, started talking to HR and knew that probably that there wasn't an op- another option. There wasn't any options in the fire department. They tried to offer some options in the city, but they were they would be huge um, changes to our lifestyle. We would have had to move closer to the city and. It just I just didn't feel inside of me that that was where the Lord wanted us to go, so um we stuck with we stayed with the fire department, they put us on leave of absence they didn't terminate us like a lot of other departments did, but um I wasn't able to continue um, the Lord took care of us we were able to uh, extend our time uh, for about six months, so we had about six months of pay that we were able to draw on before we were completely um Set free, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was good.
1: Yes. Now, uh, Kootsie, you you'd shared something with me, and this is very interesting. And so, I think this is going to be fascinating for some of you guys to know because guess what? Not all of the stations in Washington State of fire stations were requiring this inhumane inoculation, and so Kootsie has some, a little bit of insight on that. And and I I want to call this out because. Um, this really burned uh, my my blood was boiling, Kootzie, and, and we were just boiling together for a minute. T- tell me, a, let's talk about that because guess what? What would have happened? Well, first of all, I'm sorry, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself, sort of, but I'm excited about this part of the conversation because it's something that you guys don't know. Um, is that so, Justin? How many in your station did not want to take this this experimental? Uh, inoculation.
3: So initially we started out with a group of about 30 in August, and our group dwindled down to only five members out of 250 were willing to leave the fire department over this.
1: So 30 people. So, Cootsie, (laughs) I want you to address this because you did this so well. 30, 30 said, no, I don't want to do this. Out of 150. Out of 250. 250. That's a big that's a big hit on a, on a fire station. Now, that's a larger fire station, mind, mind you. But 25 of them caved mm-hmm. to fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about that.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I, I will be the first to admit that we have had to pray against bitterness in our hearts from taking root in our hearts. Because when I think, of course, everybody had to make their own decision about it. And they had to abide by their own conscience. But 30 out of 250 firefighters, they would the, the fire department would not have been sustained if thirty if those 30 guys would have held the line. Mm-hmm. And so so many times I have thought if those 30 would have just held the line, my husband would not have lost his job. And in fact, we know for sure about that because the Bellevue Police Department had sixty members that did not want to take it. And so they were not mandated to.
1: That's my point. Do you see do you see how critical this is when 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 we say hold the line, don't comply. If if everybody who at first would have held the line and did not comply, they would have had to the, the the uh, the department would have been able to make a, cho- a dis- different decision mm-hmm. and come to find out not every de- not everybody fell for that in the station. so Kutzu, you were telling me that how many stations were absolutely
2: mandated versus how many were not so the majority of departments in Washington state allowed their unvaccinated firefighters to work they accommodated them so by the law, departments are required to prove undue hardship in accommodating their firefighters. They have to prove that this is going to cost us too money, too much money. It's going to put too many people at risk. Um, and they have to prove that. The burden of proof is on them to show that this would cause an undue hardship to the city or to the department. Well, we have no proof that the vaccines prevented transmission and actually, uh, we have now furthering proof that they don't even lessen disease, right? Mm-hmm. So, But at that time, they would have had to prove this definitely causes a risk. And they couldn't prove that because the majority of departments in Washington state were letting their unvaccinated firefighters continue to work. And in King County, during the duration of the pandemic, there was only one uh, patient to firefighter transmission, not one firefighter to patient transmission. And actually within the department, and I'm going to call Bellevue out right now because while uh, a lot of the departments were requiring their members to mask in the department, Bellevue never required their members to mask in the department until later, Mm. actually until really close to when the unvaccinated firefighters were let go not one firefighter-to-firefighter firefighter transmission. Mm. It was not going like wildfire mm-hmm. throughout the mm-hmm. department and throughout the stations. Like
1: the media was mm-hmm. forcing us to believe that it was. I mean, the fact that what you guys even, I'm, you know, you always, I know EMTs, firefighters, you always have to dress up a little bit in normal preparation for going on a call, right, to protect yourselves, um, but to to be completely gowned up or dressed down, you know, whatever you had to wear to be, it almost causes more fear to the poor people that you're going in and working on. Mm -hmm. So fear replicated fear, replicated fear. And now to think that you will go into your very own peers and I've got to protect myself from you. Yes. I mean, how stupid. I'll call that out.
2: How stupid is that? And I want to point something else out too. Um, Early on. During the pandemic, the head of King King County EMS, who's Dr. Ray is his name, he did this whole study on PPE, PPE is personal protective equipment, um, and fitted N95s, to see if those firefighters in King County were going to be safe if they went out on calls with COVID positive patients. Mm -hmm. And he said, they're absolutely safe. And that was the whole concern. Are our first responders safe? Mm -hmm. And... Then, all of a sudden, when the vaccine was released, they, they weren't, weren't safe anymore. They were a risk to the public. Amazing. Amazing. Oh,
1: we're at a break already. Okay, off to a break. We'll be right back.
0: Fire sprinklers save lives, and nobody protects the Northwest like Columbia Fire. Contractors, developers, building owners, if your project needs fire sprinkler installation, call Columbia Fire. Marty Boonstra here, and we've perfected a system that will keep your project on time and on budget. You name it, we protect it. Schools, office buildings, high-rises, and residential too. For fire sprinkler installation, go to columbiafire.net. columbiafire.net. COVID-19 has tested our communities in unthinkable ways. In the face of crisis, Puget Sound Energy has given over $18 million in bill assistance to customers impacted by the pandemic. And together with PSE Foundation, gave 4 million in community grants for COVID relief. All the while, PSC continues to lead on clean energy with a goal to reach beyond net zero carbon emissions by 2045. It's part of our commitment to doing what's right for customers and communities. Together, we're creating a clean energy future for all Learn more at psc.com slash together. Sign up for the CHS Northwest Propane Autofill Program and receive a cellular tank monitor with no monitoring fees. Plus, you'll be able to review your daily tank level readings from your smartphone or tablet. CHS Northwest, everything you need for home and farm. Online at chsnw.com. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Was winter a little rough on your patio furniture this year? Then it's time for a visit to Wilson's Furniture, where you'll find the biggest selection of patio furniture north of Seattle. Summer's on its way, and you don't want to miss a minute of it. Stop by Wilson's Furniture today.
1: Whatcom County and northwest Washington offer endless beauty, and our phones make it possible for us to capture it instantly.
0: And now KGMI is giving you another way to share your incredible pictures with Whatcom Wanderings.
2: Just go to KGMI.com, look for Whatcom Wanderings, post your photos, and tell us where you took them.
0: So share your pictures of our area's incredible beauty and complexity with Whatcom Wanderings at KGMI.com.
2: CBS News Brief.
1: Severe weather continues to hit California hard. The storm system being blamed for at least two deaths. Evacuation orders are in place in some spots, but CBS's Steve Futterman tells us... This woman
0: is staying put. You
1: know, I'm prepared. I have plenty of food. As long as the power doesn't go out, I'm good.
0: Many people are placing sandbags in front of their homes, hoping it will prevent water from coming inside. Our Nancy Cordes reports on the fall
1: of the Silicon Valley Bank.
0: The nation's 16th largest bank collapsed within hours, leaving customers in limbo and forcing federal regulators to swoop in.
1: In Texas, three women are facing legal action for helping a friend get abortion
0: pills. A statement from his attorney says anyone involved in distributing or manufacturing abortion pills in Texas will be sued into oblivion. That includes CVS and Walgreens
1: reporter Chris Fox in Austin. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. Oh, welcome back. Okay. My goodness, we just talked right on through the break, but we don't want you to miss out on what we're talking about, okay? So, here's the deal. There were, there were 30 in Bellevue. That set, wanted to say no to this this uh, inoculation. Five remained and stood strong. If those thirty would have bound together, linked arms together, and said, "No, we will not comply. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do this." Guess what? They would have been caused to back off. So, I want you guys to know here that are locally, and I'm. I want to talk about this because it's important for you, even you on Facebook and by the way if anybody wants to to call in for any reason just to give a comment if we have time between our breaths of air mm-hmm. um, it's 360-676-KGMI and I just welcome you to call in and say something brief if you want to love on Kootzi and Justin I welcome that as well because they are an awesome couple and we want to love on them very well and bless them. So um, feel free to call in if you want, and I'm trying to, I'm really trying to uh, follow the comments on Facebook as well. So now, locally here, we're in Whatcom County right now, Washington State, for those of you that are on Facebook. Um, we had this happen in my town. You guys are from Linden. I'm from Linden. I love my town. I live outside of Linden, but we we do all things in Linden. And um, You know, Lyndon's been kind of where I always call this little red dot in a very dark blue state. But guess what? We we you told me something that also had my blood boiling, and it's I think it's a warrant that needs I think it's something that needs to be known because remember how she was saying before the break that there were many fire stations around the, the state that did not require vaccination or they accommodated meaning they did um uh, religious exemptions and you guys tried to do that in bellevue yeah, and they filed. and what was it
3: we filed them yeah they did everything that we were really, really uh, and, and
1: and many do so there was a big brouhaha that i knew was taking place in linden over this fire station and a city council meeting took place so uh, Cootsie, tell me what happened, and I want you to give us the numbers. What took place here? This this burns my this burns my mm-hmm. my blood, and I want, and it does, Cootsie too. And we're I'm going to unashamedly call out the city of Linden.
2: Mm-hmm. Talk about it. So we found out of, about some goings on in the city of Linden um, in some of their hiring processes, and so we went to a city council meeting, and we wanted to call the city council members to. Um, set forth policy that the COVID-19 vaccine would not be required for employment. And as an aside, it just goes to show how, and I don't know, I don't know if the, the, the lies were so incessant or if somebody wasn't doing their job, but we found we went to council meeting after council meeting around the state and those council members did not know the law. They did not know the mandate. They did not know the exceptions to the mandate. They, they didn't hardly know anything. And that's their job. So that's another big issue, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the Linden council members had been told that they had to require the vaccine because if their firefighters wanted to deliver patients to St. Joseph's Hospital, they had to be vaccinated, which can you imagine? I can't even. That Nobody would ever turn away. A patient. An emergency patient, no. or, and nobody's an going to Nobody's going to ask, uh. "Are you vaccinated?" Sorry, you can't bring that person in. Right. No. They, no, imagine the lawsuits. Oh, so goodness. we went to the um, we went to the city council meeting and we said we want you to set forth policy saying that we will not require this. So afterwards, we went outside and we were talking with a lot of the firefighters. And one of the firefighters there told us that twelve out of so Linden is a small department. Fifteen they have fifteen members. 12 of them did not want to get vaccinated but they thought that they were going to lose their jobs.
1: So, hold on to that right now. 12 out of a out of a fire station of 15. Now, this is relevant locally and this is relevant for everybody on Facebook in your towns that if you if if you realized if those 12 would have said, "No, we don't" and they did. They did not want this this um, vaccination it remember what I've talked about and I have yet to do a show on on the injuries that this mm-hmm. is causing in people's lives and and I'm waiting for a few more people here locally and to step up to the plate that are actually willing to admit and talk about the injury it's like playing Russian roulette as we well know anybody, anybody ever seen the movie died suddenly or the documentary yes died suddenly it, it's like playing Russian roulette. God bless you, remember this is not a shame show i will I will say that every time I have mm-hmm. it. I am never going to shame anyone who absolutely had to get it because they really did fear or they would have lost their job. It's okay, you know and and I do believe that God has protected a lot of people because of that innocent decision mm-hmm. that they made in innocence so i I you know I want to bless you guys, so please no i'm not I'm not judging or shaming anybody but if those 12 would have just stood strong and said, no, we are like not going to do this, what do you think Lyndon would have done? It, and especially Cootsie and Justin, knowing how many other fire departments in the state of Washington were not, were accommodating that. Now, out of that 12, now finish a story. Oh, I just had to interject that. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm boiling a little bit here.
2: Yeah, so if those 12 would have held the line, then none of them would have gotten it. And we all know we can't hold the pharmaceutical companies liable, mm-hmm. but in actuality, you can hold your employer liable. Mm-hmm. And so um, so then what happens in a department of 15 guys if some of them have vaccine injuries, mm-hmm. right? What happens if they start right. mm-hmm. dropping dead? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, that's what we're seeing. Nobody wants to admit it, but that's what we're seeing, mm-hmm sudden adult death syndrome suddenly right. we have like hello yes
1: so tell me cootsie after hearing that you said you're, you you talked to them you knew there was 12 out of 15 that did not want it because of the can i say ignorance of the city and possibly the mayor uh, of linden that did not do their own due diligence and you know uh, and they're the boss of the chief. Is that correct? They're the boss of the, the fire chief there. Mm-hmm. So he has to do what they, they re- recommend, if I'm, if I'm correct, is how they Well, the, the mayor command? had
2: decided that he was going to defer to the chief. Okay. And the chief wanted it to be mandated.
1: Oh, okay. Well, there you go then. How many of those 12 ended up con- uh, conceding? All 12 of them. hard pause there. I am so sorry. Mm -hmm. I am so sorry. And I want this to make you, I I mean, do you guys feel your heart drop to your feet that are just listening to that right now? I, uh, mine is, I'm like, I just feel like my heart just sank when I heard that yesterday. I was like, you really, those, those men that literally in their own consciousness said no in order to keep their jobs, had to do something against their own private will. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a violation of the Constitution yes. at the highest level. Yes, and, and guess what? Now it's they don't need it. <laughs> now, right. now what? Right. But what if those twelve men? Do you think the police chief was said, "Sorry, see you guys later. I'm going to go try to recruit twelve more to fill your place"? No, you guys get this out there. I mean, literally, are you getting the message that that if if this would ever to happen again, and trust me, they found out, they, meaning the, 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 uh, the elites or the, the whatever they call that's pulling all the strings of the governments, they found out fear works. Right. If they can get people to have a fear charge through their bodies. They can control everything. And they can control the masses, they can control the peoples, they can control the employers through fear. But guess what? If those that would have bound together stayed together, there, when you're together with a, a group of people, I'll tell you what, there's, there is strength, mm-hmm. even in in numbers and whatever numbers there are, they would not have been able to do this. And they may try to do this again. Not they, who they, who's they? I mean, go all the way to the top. I I can't define exactly who they are. But we what we do know is that they would come and they're going to come at it the same way. How are we going to respond next time, folks? How are we going to respond next time? Are we going to bind together and hold the line and do not comply, especially if it's something against our constitutional rights? Or are we going to... Fall right back into fear and say, "Shove it in my arm or whatever." No, we're not going to do it again. And these are the kind of stories, Justin and Coutsy, that that that, they just make, they just, they, they, inflame my heart. And you know what? They also make me even more proud of the hard decision you guys, as a family, had to make. God bless them. Honestly. For those of you that held the line and that took the hit, you guys, it's serious. They held the line and they took the hit, and um, and I, I, know I for one, am proud of of them and all of you that did the same in this season and time. Now we're going to start turning about how, what kind of a, a blessing that is coming from this. Uh, you can't call it a tragic story because God, nothing God touches is tragic. Mm-hmm. He turns all ashes into beauty. Your lives have been changed. It's not easy. It's your, are you're, you're still pushing and struggling, and now growing a brick and mortar business. But this is the other side of the story about about where they're building and how they're building towards, and that there is um, there is hope in every story. And and we, you know, you guys know. I, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm unashamedly. Uh, uh, a believer in Jesus and 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 live my life fully for him and and I don't even know where I would be without him in this and but one thing we do know is that he turns our uh, our mess into a blessing mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and so I believe we're about ready to go on our uh, our last break right now and then we're gonna we're gonna tell the story of where they are and how you can support them locally by loving on them through their their awesome coffee shop we'll see you in a minute
0: Hey, neighbors. Have you picked out your heat pump yet? Oh, no. Not yet. We're not really in a rush. That's right. We're waiting for the right time. I mean, look at this weather. It's gray skies and rain as far as the eye can see. I don't know. I wouldn't procrastinate if I were you.
2: Surely we have plenty of time. Summer is still months away.
0: That's true. But here in the Northwest, we've got a bad habit of waiting till it's hot to think about air conditioning. Next thing you know, it's 85 degrees out and Linden sheet metal is slammed with installations. Plus, since a heat pump also heats you can stay cozy during the rainy season too sland you say we can't have that we're calling linden sheet metal today
3: don't procrastinate Get a heat pump installed this
2: spring before it gets hot and everyone else wants one too. If you buy a heat pump in March, we'll give you up to $500 off installation. Plus, there are utility rebates and tax credits where you can save hundreds more. Don't wait. Call Linden Sheet Metal today. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest for over 80 years.
3: Do you have friends who say, stop by anytime, and you think they don't really mean that? Well, unlike those friends, Dewey Griffin Subaru's express service means it. There are Open six days a week, including Saturdays. Stop by any time you need an oil change or any other minor maintenance and they'll take care of you. No appointment necessary and you'll get a free car wash with your service.
0: Dewey Griffin Subaru, community-minded and community-driven and the only certified Subaru Tire and Service Center in the county. 1800 Iowa Street in Bellingham. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. You shouldn't have to be subjected to it, but then again, you shouldn't be able to dictate your morality on the rest of society, I guess is what but I'm saying. But that's what they're doing too, Joe. Each weekday at 4 p.m. I don't see it as being perverted. Um, no, you wouldn't, Joe, because you're a Democrat. <laughs> okay. Because you are, how can I say this, um, you're not a citizen, I'm a, a pervert. On KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com.
1: Well, this has been a very fast hour. I knew it would be because um, the story of this amazing, brave couple with their five children um, is absolutely one that I felt you would want to hear. I know I've been um, blessed to know it. But guess what? Here's now now where the story continues. So if you have been in downtown Linden lately... um, there used to be a coffee shop right on the main drag, which our darling little town. And if you haven't been to Linden lately, you need to drive into Linden, Washington because it's adorable downtown and our downtown is really beginning to thrive mm-hmm. in it. I mean, really thrive and right in the center of town was, was a little coffee shop named cat's coffee and bookstore. Well, they, uh, the, 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 the lovely owners of that, of that um, store, decided it was time to um, hang up their shingle and put the store out for sale. So, Justin, you told me a little bit about the the process, so briefly describe that, because that's a God story in itself.
3: So, it's funny. Cat's Coffee was there. We've been in Linden for over 20 years. Both of us maybe stepped foot in there twice ever. We barely knew the place existed. It came up for sale on Facebook, and Cootsie had four, I think, four separate friends, private messenger... Separately, you have to buy a cat's coffee. And Kutze tried to hold him off and said, guys, guys, this is a bad idea. We don't have an income right now. And they were persistent and said, no, you should talk to the owners. They have similar values to you. And so Kutzy, uh sent out a message to uh, the owner and said, hey, we're interested in your coffee shop. And he quickly responded, well, I've already had about 17 people respond, so it might take a few days to get back to you. And so she typed out a quick story of what we've gone through in the last couple of years. And he said, uh, can you meet us at the coffee shop tomorrow? <laughs> and so we were sitting down for coffee with them. The next day we sat down for about an hour and swapped stories. They had a similar, uh, very tough time that they went through because they were brick and mortar, small business that wasn't allowed to be open. So they had a couple um, couple fines they were facing.
1: So I want to. To me, that's just that just smells bravery right there. So I always I supported all those shops yeah. that decided to go against the mandates mm-hmm. and not require people to.
3: They they did they, not require masking yes. in their store, and Elle and I uh, gave them two different fines. So they had a, a little bit of a legal battle, and it ultimately ended up getting dropped. They didn't have to pay anything.
1: That's amazing. Yep. That's but they amazing. stood
3: up, and um, anyways, we shared our stories. And out of 30 people that inquired about their business, um, four four families sat down with them. We, all, we knew all of them. And they chose us out of all those families to take on the business.
1: Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So, so, Cootsie, what, what were your responses? Tell us about your, your <laughs> thoughts during all this time. This is right where I met you guys because I remember going in there and you were just about ready. Oh, you yeah. just bought it. And you came in and you had, you guys had to get trained because you had to learn how to do everything to make mm-hmm. the coffee. I mean, they cook their own beans there, you guys. So their coffee, I am not kidding, it's delicious. Um, it's a wonderful coffee, but they you cook your own beans there,
2: right? Yes, yeah. we roast our own beans. Okay. And little did we know that the Lord was preparing us to own a coffee and used bookshop Um Oh, I don't I'll give away our ages. Twenty five years ago, Justin and I both worked at coffee shops. I worked at a little coffee shop in Blaine, and Justin worked for Cruising Coffee when we were just <laughs> m- met each other. Wow. And um, yeah, we have five kids, and we homeschool. And so I showed um, the previous owners the staffs, a picture of my house. I said, "My house already looks like a used bookshop." <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, we always kind of joke that I'm the one who loves the books, and Justin's the one who loves the coffee. But um, in in the last year, I had learned of this word, eucatastrophe, and it is a word that J.R.R. R. Tolkien made up, and it means a sudden or favorable turn of events in a story that results in a happy ending.
1: Okay. You guys, just a minute here. That, when I found out, you told me that, that name, I mean, that that is your story. Mm-hmm. And you've had that name for a while because yes. you thought you were going to use it on something else. Yes.
2: So I have I'm really entrepreneurial. I love to think of ideas. I could think of a business, you know, for anybody. I'm like, you should start a burrito <laughs> business, you know. And so I keep business notes in my phone and I I heard this word and I thought, "Oh, that'd be a great name for a business." And I thought, "Oh, maybe I'll be a health coach or a nutritionist or something, you know, a you catastrophe because we hear so many stories, right? Just like you were saying mm-hmm. that God takes those really hard stories in our lives and he turns them into good for his glory mm-hmm. and for our good. Mm-hmm. And so when we were thinking that we were going to buy the shop and thinking of what we should call it, I knew that that was the name. Mm-hmm. And I was a little nervous, honestly, yeah. because it's kind of a hard word wow. and people have never heard it. Yeah. Um, but I knew that that was what it was supposed to be. Well, you know,
1: uh, first response is, Justin, we've got a funny story. He's got a funny story. The word catastrophe is inside the you. Mm-hmm. You, catastrophe. So you automatically think, who in the world would name their story catastrophe after what the catastrophe they <laughs> just did through? people say that to I, us. I yeah, know, right? That's right. You sure have. These well-meaning, like, uh-oh, yes. you know, because yes. of that word is in there. But guess what's behind and underneath? You, catastrophe. So if you didn't hear it really right the first time, Kutzi, say it again.
2: What? What? Tell it. Tell it again. What does that word mean? It's a sudden or favorable turn of events in a story that results in a happy ending. And what it is is, it's when everything looks terrible, when it looks like this is the worst thing that could have possibly happened. Then we, it switches, and we see it's better than we ever thought that it could be. And Tolkien said, of course, that the greatest catastrophe in all the world was the crucifixion. Oh. That everything looked for naught, mm-hmm. but it was the greatest story ever. You know what I want to call it? I want to
1: declare that that's, that's like a stamp of blessing right over your coffee shop. But you know what it also takes, folks, um, for those of you that, that are, get it to hear me that are local, it takes you going into their store and supporting them. And they have pastries in there, and that may be growing as far as that goes. Um, their coffee is amazing. But the atmosphere and the ambience, you walk in, and it almost feels like you just take a big breath of air and you relax. You just kind of go, oh, these leather chairs in here and the little tables. I walked in there yesterday, and the place was buzzing. I mean, I was going to be sitting down and having coffee with Cootsie with and Justin. There were kids and parents and and conversations going around the table and then they you have talk to us about what can be done because you've you have a big room in the back Mm -hmm. of your your uh coffee shop that also can be used so let's talk about the space inside the coffee Mm -hmm. shop and how the public can um, utilize that
2: yeah well i have a real heart for learning and especially um, multi-generational and lifelong learning i don't like this idea that we just learn from age five to age 18 and then we stop learning because, as you know, we're learning our whole lives. And I want to encourage that. I want to encourage it in kids. I want to encourage it in our family. And so what better way to do that than through books? Uh, and then I wish I had time to tell the story, maybe another time. But we have this back room uh, at the back of the shop that uh, the Staps let us use. Originally, they were going to keep it for themselves. And then just briefly... Uh, Mrs. Stapp was praying about it and I was praying about it. I'm kind of a pusher, you know, and so I decided I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to pray. And she came to me and said, I think you need to have that back room. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's a meeting room that people can reserve if they want to have a meeting or hold a seminar or you've used it. Yes, I have. And um, we've held classes back there, watercolor classes, chess club. My mom is a retired teacher and she's teaching writing classes back there. Mm. Um, I love... Nothing makes my heart happier than to see people coming back, to see kids coming back mm-hmm. and getting ready to learn, mm-hmm. because knowledge mm-hmm. gives us power. power. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. knowledge cr- increases power. So if you
1: are if you're local to us, and and thank you, Chris, on Facebook for sharing their their link to you Catastrophe. Uh, be sure and go to that and like it. Let's boost it. Let's let's you know the more that you activity is on a on any page the the better. So let's I want to see those numbers go up by the time I get off this. For those of you on Facebook, and if you're not, get on your Facebook. Go find you catastrophe and like their page too. But more than that, for those of you that are hearing my voice um, here on the radio that are local, you guys make it a point of getting in there and, and saying hi. Justin's there. Um, he makes the best coffee. He's there most of the time. Where Cootsie is probably home homeschooling mm-hmm. most of the time, but she'll uh, she'll grace grace the place every once in a while. And when when she showed up yesterday, she ended up being behind the counter making coffee because it was so busy, mm-hmm. which was so good. It was just did my heart great to see the place packed. We could barely find a place to sit, but there's tables and there's chairs. You can go and if you're next time you go, say hey, let's go let's go to coffee. You know what? Go to you catastrophe show up and go browse their books. Oh my word. Um, I know my husband and I, we did a, we have quality books and we did a whole clean out of our library of books that were just so good. We've loved, we've read, we brought them in. Justin took them all and guess what? You you get, You, you they'll exchange them in and then you get to use part of your books that, that they'll turn and resell. For coffee. So I've got a little bit of a coffee budget in there that I use with the books that I've donated. So if you have some good quality books that you know that you're like, man, I don't want to throw these away, but they could be repurposed, what a perfect way to do it. Repurpose your used books into, and if they don't like them, I don't know what you do if you guys don't take them in. We
3: donate them if we we can't use them. Okay. But you do. If we can put them on the shelf, you get book credit right away, and you can use it for 50% off your next purchase of books or coffee. Mm Mm-hmm so before it's even sold you can you can spend your money
1: oh see well, i mean now that's a way that they give back to the community in the way that they can so so you know it there's so many ways to support and do you guys always need new books i mean i mean are you guys kootzu you probably love that part of it don't
2: <laughs> oh, you oh but justin has surprised me actually what do you always say about when books come in oh and-
3: some books i feel like they come in at the right time like they only last a couple of days or if that not they don't even get shelved they just Get picked up right off the table. Wow. I think the Lord brings in books that people need to find and, and they just take them right back out again.
1: Well, I hope you guys that this this story has inspired you. I know I feel refreshed. I feel inspired. Um, but let's support them, okay? So wherever you are, if you're in Bellingham, if you're in, and I'm, we're about ready to go. So if you're in wherever you are, get over to the You Catastrophe Coffee Shop. They're open from 10 to 4 every day. Don't go too early so you won't get in. 10 to 4. Um, every day except on Sunday. God bless you all. Remember what I always say, America shall be saved. I believe it with all my heart. God bless America. God bless you. Thank you for joining us this morning on the show, and I look forward to seeing you again in a month.